Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. A warm welcome to all of you. Today we shall be looking at uh, three texts from chapter one. Bhagavad Gita as it is. Uh, observing the armies on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. And uh, text 41. Uh, I'll chant a Sanskrit. It is as follows. Sankaro naraka yeiva kulagnanam kulasacha. Arjuna is continuing, an increase of unwanted population certainly causes hellish life, both for the family and for those who destroy the family tradition. The ancestors of such corrupt families fall down because the performances for offering them food and water are entirely stopped. So a brief note about unwanted population. This means the parents are not in a position to welcome their child. Sometimes they speak up, sometimes they give the child hints that you are the cause of uh, some economic problems or whatever. And as uh, statistics show, children from broken families have a even higher risk of having a broken family themselves. So it's more like a bird flying on one wing. And, uh, so many comparisons have been made by sociologists. So here, hellish life simply means, uh, like if you ask somebody, how was your childhood? And if you don't get the answer happy, you can kind of safely surmise what kind of problem this particular person is going to have. I'm not saying without challenges or without obstacles, but a mix of happiness, maybe somebody has some study challenges, economic hardships, or whatever. But the joy of both parents saying that we love you, we welcomed you, you are the joy of our lives, that is something which is like a birthright of every child. And uh, say, apart from few animals, there are a few who don't care about their young ones. Otherwise, see what's so popular on YouTube or TikTok or Insta. Animals caring about their young ones. I saw a video which has gone viral. A hen is kind of protecting her chicks from a big truck which is coming. Now, how can she kind of ward off this challenge? But what is more important is the motherly instinct. And it is there even in these species which don't have a developed mind and intellect like us humans. But uh, this is what Arjuna is worried about. Now this is something which our audience may find a little bit unsettling. I would say a little bit. Because what is the way to pay your regards or show your appreciation for your ancestors. This is the very tradition that there is an offering of some foodstuff performed by worship of Vishnu because the understanding is eating the remnants of food offered to Vishnu can deliver one from all kinds of obstacles, reactions. So Prabhupada is quoting a, maybe it is the case kind of an example, maybe. Sometimes the forefathers may be suffering from various types of sinful reactions. 
Sometimes some of them cannot even acquire a gross material body and are forced to remain in a subtle body. That is, the mind, intellect and ego is intact. All kinds of vasanas are intact. And there is no gross body to express those wishes. Mm. What is the way out? You need to call an exorcist or do some black tantra. No. The simplest Vedic cultural solution is remnants of Vishnu Prasad are offered to the forefathers by descendants. And the forefathers are released from this sort of a prison house or other kinds of miserable life. Uh, we were having a discussion and somebody said there is a company called Western Union. And you may say, my flight is cancelled, I lost my wallet, I just have a phone. Can you transfer some money just by Western Union? You may be 10,000 kilometers away. You just send money or a ticket or whatever. And lo and behold, the person gets a new flight, comes back home safe. Now, if we humans have developed this kind of technology, technology. why should we suspect that the universe doesn't have this already? So, like big, big scientists have argued that, okay, if I put water in my courtyard, will it reach my field? It is only 10 kilometers away. One particular Bengali gentleman, he kind of abolished the faith of an entire generation by this kind of logic. And the result is obvious. So Prabhupada is simply saying that such help rendered to forefathers, this is help. It is not superstition, it is not uh, dogma. This help is rendered to forefathers, it's a family tradition. And what if people become too haughty or just like we were discussing about people who said, I don't care. Well, then you don't care, you kind of, uh, your, your human growth, human society's growth is stunted. That is Arjuna's worry. So I'll stop here. You're mentioning some sociological research or something. Please uh, would like to share that. Well, uh, I'll add that, Raji, up in the following verses. We can okay. continue with the discussion. Okay. Uh, now, Prabhupada mentions one exception to those who do not necessarily need to do such rituals. And that Prabhupada quotes from the Bhagavatam that anyone who has taken shelter of the lotus feet of Mukunda, Krishna's name is Mukunda, the giver of liberation, by giving up all kinds of obligation and has taken to the path of bhakti in all seriousness, such a person is not a, a debtor. He doesn't owe anything in the form of duties or obligations to the Devi Devatas, to the Rishi Munis, to the general populace, to family members, humankind, or forefathers. Why? Is he even more proud or haughty or arrogant? No. In fact, he is giving so much by being a bhakti yogi. His contribution encompasses everything else that is being required of a person. That's the main reason. So, um, one explanation given that even Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who started this Hare Krishna movement 500 years ago, he traveled to Gaya to offer the Shraddha ceremony for his departed father. So, 
the vedic tradition says that ancestors depend on these ceremonies to attain freedom from suffering if they have any and if the offerings are stopped generations will remain suffering this is arjuna's primarily uh, primary consideration was a great science in one way you are making a beautiful point about the western union how money gets transferred yeah i mean for me i know when the money had to be transferred like this it was very difficult <laughs> to understand <laughs> how it could happen so far away you know you put a money and money goes through uh, similarly what we're discussing is the vedic technology here as you were just highlighting how the food offered here to the lord can be given as an offering to our forefathers i guess it's a subject matter of education what education we have received uh we have received certain education to understand the technology in a gross way that we have today uh but we have not understood the subtle technology uh which is mentioned in vedic scriptures vedic sciences i was reading a book where one author was making a very beautiful point uh and he said uh, the people today they they say uh spirituality is faith centric and science is rational and logical Mm. and he argued he said well that's not correct uh, you know uh, it is not that the spirituality is only faith centric faith is inherent for both science and spirituality and logic is also inherent for both science and spirituality in fact if the sages of the bygone ages would have to look at the generation today they would say oh the scientists of today's time have become such a strong faith believers why yeah, exactly why the author raises a point because they don't ask fundamental questions about life which the sages in the past would raise who am i what's the purpose of life why am i born what happens after death and these things have been accepted on faith there is no life after death this is faith where is any research done in fact there is a research which says that there is proven cases of reincarnation so the point i'm trying to make here is mm. the, the the point which is highlighted here of pindadan is a vedic technology technology of the universe by which you can really serve your forefathers which to a layman today may sound like ha aisa bhi ho sakta hai just like you were quoting one bengali man uh, who actually gave a very weird example to prove it doesn't happen so why we fail to understand this is just because we are not educated in it so vedic scriptures are signs they teaches us about the technologies of how this universe functions and the goal is simple and straightforward once well being and if one is happy then the society becomes happy and society is happy then then kuntha which means this world can become vai kuntha that's the goal right move on to text 42 yes okay so the sanskrit in the beginning दोषेते कुलधर्माष्टशाश्वताशाश्वताशाश्वताशाश्वताशाश्वताशाश्वताशाश्वताशाश्वताशाश्वताशाश्वताशाश्वताशाश्वताशाश्वताशाश्वताशाश्वता
free medicines, free clothing, free food. So these are minor kind of uh, activities and they are set forth through Sanatana Dharma or Varnashram Dharma. What is the goal? Together, Sigma, a conglomerate of all these activities done in a proper spirit, enable human society towards ultimate salvation. Therefore, a chain is only as strong as the weakest link. And if one small thing gets neglected, that neglect like a rot kind of sets forth and the whole system gets rotten or gets destroyed. Prabhupada uses a bit heavy language here. Breaking of Sanatan Dharma, eternal traditions by irresponsible leaders of society brings about chaos in that society. And consequently, people forget why are we here for. They forget the aim of life. That is Vishnu, that is the Supreme Lord is all pervading. Such leaders are called blind, and people who follow such blind leaders, the leader falls in the ditch, and the followers fall with him. So, anything to add on this? So, in this regard, uh, there is one very famous sociologist by the okay. name of George Gilder. Okay. wrote a famous book by the name of Sexual Suicide. And there he mentions, uh, his book is about this particular set of verses, if you, want, if, if you just have to summarize that. And he talks about that how, because the evil deeds of certain people, we have led to the destruction of our society. How was the society back in 1940s and what we have become in 2000? Like that, he gives a comparative study. And he mentions about when we or when the leaders of the society decided to break down our traditions and cultural values, look what we have become. And he gives an example. Back in 1940s in France, even in America, you know, there was certain dress code people had. He makes yeah. a point. We had a family culture. There was hardly any cases of divorces. Uh, I came across a piece where it was mentioned the first divorce that happened in India. It was 1921. It was in the mm. newspaper. And it was not a divorce of a celebrity. It was an ordinary person. But because divorce happened, oh, it can also happen like this. It came in the newspaper. So Gilda mentioned that back in 1940s and 50s, there was a good family culture, family bonding. In 60s, uh, some kind of uh, uh, you know movements, empowerment movements began and all that started. And gradually, everyone began to ask, you know, why do I need to be married? Why didn't I become a husband or a wife? Why can't I be a working man and woman, live my life accordingly? And he says, in the last 20, 30 years, 60, 65, this kind of movement started about what they call it, freedom movement. What happened to the society? And he says, now you have more bachelor daddies or you, more, you have more single mothers with child. And it has been recorded and found statistically the maximum crime is conducted by those who have a single father or a mother. Which means if a child has not been raised in a family environment, such kids have such an obstructive childhood that they have the highest potential to conduct a criminal activity. Yeah. I said this is where what we have become of. The criminal activities have increased 
they launched few you know new uh, you know things in our society on the name of protecting the society uh, and it is just only destroyed so if the family tradition family values are destroyed it leads to destruction of the society if anyone is interested can refer to it and he has a statistical data at least of the american society and he says today people are not interested even getting married and the crime rate have shot up like anything exponential growth in crime rate equivalent to uh, you know the marriage system collapsing and that is what arjun is speaking about it uh, this is what happens and this has occurred in the recent history also yes prabhuji yes so today morning 43 yes let's take that also yeah so just i think this is the final argument of arjun text 43 first chapter उत्संगकुलधर्माणां मनुष्याणां जनादन नरके नियतं वासौ अवतित्यं शुश्रमा पासेशन ओ कृष्ण मेंटेन ऑफ द पीपल आई हैव हर्ड बाय डिसिक्लिक सक्सेशन दैट दोज हुज फैमिली ट्रेजन्स आर डिस्ट्रॉयड वेल ऑलवेज इन हेल नाउ व्हाट इज द मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट पार्ट ऑफ दिस आर्गुमेंट अनुशुश्रमा but you are not saying that i i think no i have heard what from home from the rumor mill from a whatsapp message from tiktok videos no i have heard in the disciplic succession to me it is very simple a guru is guru today who was a student before a student of yesterday is a teacher of tomorrow that is parampara one after another and that is a way of receiving real knowledge one cannot reach the real point of factual knowledge without being helped by the right person who is already establishing that knowledge this guru parampara is also a part of the vast system of the varnashram institution and arjuna is mentioning here narake niyatam vaso you become a eternal resident of hell how does one prevent oneself at least there is something called the process of atonement prayaschitta in one sense it is very simple you have a flat you use electricity you pay the bill you use water you pay the bill what if 6 months you have not paid the bill okay pay the bill with interest due with some penalty the more you put it off for the future that service would be denied and later you may find that my amount is lesser than the penalty and interest put together <laughs> so better do some atonement so that's what this word paraschitta is there proper bonds without doing so one surely will be in an atmosphere where there be simply no peace no security and it's only misery one misery after another and arjuna is saying please krishna i don't want to be the like nobody wants to be the bringer of bad news so he saying why why involve me if i don't fight all of these can be prevented correct this is arjuna's last point What happened after that? He is enlightened. No, 
is still kind of confused and is lamenting. So, in case you do not add anything, we'll see that when we not not time. interesting. Okay. So we'll stop here. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you, everyone.